Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for February 22nd in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our one of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, using the checks and balances found in the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to two hours of hard-hitting talk radio at your fingertips, ladies and gentlemen. Quick recap of yesterday's show, man. We were on Brighty on TV, simulcast with the Sheriff Mack show for the first hour. I've also got Chris Carlson with me, and Chris is usually with me on Saturdays, but we're going to start working on ways to bring him in more during the week, folks, for a lot of reasons. Chris Carlson, welcome, sir. Without God, we cannot win, Sam. With God, we cannot lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in that fight. Lieutenant Carlson, repeating, sir. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to be on. A, a bystander. This was just a uh, heroic bystander, I'd call him. Some are calling him a good Samaritan. The guy's name is Joss Dobbs. And he saw a man stabbing a bunch of people. He's stabbing a woman, etc. He pulled out his stab me not his gun, shot the thug near Atlanta. Fox 5 reported. Now, why doesn't Fox 5 talk about the gun's not really an assault weapon in this case? It was a stab me not, stab the woman not. we got to call these guns what they are. In this case, how was it an assault weapon? This poor girl was getting assaulted by a knife by some thug, uh, and then the, they, they just pulled out the uh, stab me not and stopped him. He's dead now. He won't stab anybody anymore, Chris. <laughs> That's right. You better bring a gun if you have an equal opportunity to win that one. you uh, got to get by a window. Yeah, You're breaking up a lot a there, great Chris. Day. You just made my day, Sam. Amen to oh, that. All right. Yeah. you got to get by a window, okay. by the way, though, so you get, we, you're, you're, you'll be more clear. But anyway, I found okay. that interesting. I'm... That's why I call guns certain names to highlight okay. what they do for the good guys, right? Uh, whatever it is, it's a rape-me-not for a woman or a stab-me-not or a kill-me-not or a rob-me-not. So James O'Keefe is out at Veritas. Did you see this? Oh, yeah. I saw that. That's unfortunate. Uh, yeah, he got kicked out by his own people. It so, like, yeah, so the battle's weird. on. What's strange about it is it's the board that kicked him out, but all the funders, all the people that are putting money into Veritas say, no, we want James to stay. Uh, James resigned and left. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that ball, but I find that very interesting indeed. Maybe he was getting too close to Big Pharma this last go round, and the Borg freaked. You're allowed to do a little bit of good, James, but not too much good there. Uh, anyway, what do you say? What is it? Employees of their uh, project Veritas. I assume there's at least a dozen or so, Sam. But the bigger it gets, the more easily it becomes infiltrated. And I suspect that's probably what happened. I don't have any evidence either for or against that theory, but. Uh, you know, why would his own employees kick him out of his company? And why would he give his employees uh, a power as board members to do such a thing? I mean, what's going on here? There's probably more details that we're not 
uh, able to access that would explain how this would happen. I mean, because I've got a business. Nobody's going to kick me out of it because I don't have – I have less than one employee. So, But it's, he structured it in a way where it, it was vulnerable to him as the leader of the company. But I suspect he'll be back. I suspect he'll be back. I suspect they'll work out some of their differences. I just know this is pretty typical, though. Uh, you know, we sadly have these confrontations in conservative circles that tend to divide and weaken our ability to, to make a difference. And so, sadly, this is happening. Well, we had Catherine Engelbrecht on with us, True the Vote. She's the founder and president of True the Vote. And she has an interesting statement that I really agree with. She says this, election integrity requires preventive, preemptive action. It's not enough to be involved on only election day. It's not enough to wonder if all votes are being properly counted or wonder what happened at the polls. Every aspect of life in America presupposes a free and fair election. That's something worth saving and something worth protecting. TrueTheVote.org. Wow, she's got wise words for her stance. And I really commend her uh, because she's done such a good job, such a powerful example to the nation. Um, you know, she says, we're on full court press with five critical lawsuits. We're researching, we're writing, making videos, we're event planning, we're developing new tech and training programs. We're standing side by side with constitutional sheriffs isn't it about time? And now True the Vote filed a motion seeking the recusal of the judge that tossed them in jail prematurely. The guy is Kenneth Voigt, and they got it done. That motion was granted. These kind of recusals are rare, but it just shows the gravity of the situation, says Catherine. Friends, we stand at a precipice, Catherine finishes up. We can participate in returning our country to its roots of liberty or weekend stand silently and watch tyranny unfold and takes hold those are the only two choices we have amen to Catherine engelbrecht and we stand in complete support with her solidarity for her whatever you want to say solidarity with her support for her um really she's on all cylinders standing for what matters most chris well, there's a special place in heaven for people like Catherine Engelbrecht uh, and uh, her partner, Phillips. What's the first name? Yeah, Greg uh, Phillips. Greg yep. Phillips. Yeah. And, uh, and all uh, the, the, the individual that did uh, the, the 2,000 meals, what's his name, uh, doesn't come to, to mind. Uh, Dinesh D'Souza, there we go. Yeah, Dinesh, uh-huh. Yeah, God bless those people. I mean, they're doing the work of the Lord. There's a special place in heaven for those people, and I would be join them there because they're doing the work of the Lord, Sam. Amen. To follow up on that incredible win uh, of several things, one, uh, they're filing motions in the case for discovery right now, and the judge recused himself. They had to pull this judge out of retirement in the first place to try to judge shop this case, and now they're losing. But on the same day, we reported that San Joaquin County, California, sheriff's officials announced voter fraud charges against Lodi, that's a city, Lodi Council member, Shaker Khan. Uh, 
KCRA is the news station down there in California reporting the reality. I watched the press conference where Sheriff Patrick Woodrow and other officials discuss voter fraud charges against this Lodi Council member, Shaker Khan, and the sheriff from or, um, from San Joaquin County, California, Patrick Woodrow, has shown once again why sheriffs are the solution, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we at the CSPOA say. The sheriff listened to people complaining in his county. He followed up on the evidence presented, and then he did his job to investigate, and you'll notice that he did not turn it over to the state police or to the federal officers. This happened inside his county and his office investigated crime, and now they're prosecuting those crimes. This is a powerful example to the nation. CSPOA and True the Vote applaud Sheriff Woodrow and the entire San Joaquin Sheriff's Office for doing what is right. I guess he got released from jail now. Hopefully he's not a flight risk there. But it's huge, folks. Do you want to respond to that, Chris? Uh-oh, you with me, Chris? All right, go ahead and meet Chris so we can get him back. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, we'll work on that. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, this is huge, though. You've got literally election fraud. They told you we had no evidence. This took three years in the discovery and in the, in the process working on this case, but they got it done. He's a criminal. He claims that uh, he's not. Um, you know, I agree. He, you know, he deserves due process. But I will also say this. They've got the goods on this guy. The 52-minute press conference literally proves it with documents and a slide presentation and more. So do you say, to those of you who say there is no election fraud, there's no proof, Put that in your pipe and smoke it. And then go to the American Heritage Foundation and see all the cases of election fraud they've gathered with convictions and prosecutions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then you need to see the court case. It's huge. Fox News now had a filing in the Dominion case. You see Dominion sued Fox saying, hey, you guys can't claim that, uh, you know, all this stuff about our Dominion voting machines or whatever. Now there's a, uh, a filing that took place by Fox that shows that system executives, including Eric Coomer, knew that their voting systems had security issues. They knew that it was already been hacked and that it was riddled with bugs. Joe Hoft, the gateway pundit with that incredible documentation piece. So now you've got even the executives that run Dominion Voting Systems admitting flat out their systems are bogus, subject to fraud, being hacked, not reliable. All right. <laughs> Look, just weeks before the 2020 presidential election, Dominion's director of product strategy, that's this Eric guy at product strategy and security, Eric Coomer, acknowledged in private. He said that our quote blank SHIT is riddled with bugs. That's according to the brief in the court filing. Wow. Quick pause. Liberty Roundtable Live. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. 
Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, so in the media, they wanted you to believe that Fox was derelict in their duty reporting about the Dominion fraud systems. But now in court, we find out the executives are saying that their stuff is SHIT, doesn't work, riddled with bugs, it's been hacked, all kinds of problems, now comes out in court. Where's your mainstream press to tell the truth now that the other side of the story that we've been saying all along uh, is out, right? Oh, they're silent on the topic, aren't they? Look, ladies and gentlemen, the election bureaucracy has spent many years now preaching lies, censoring anyone who challenged their, quote, lies or their, quote, official narrative there. And eventually now they're coming around to admit the same truths that they previously denounced. Even the executives at Dominion are doing that in court now. What do you say to that, Chris? Wow. Well, that's a breakthrough, but uh, I don't think it's going to go anywhere because we will probably not hear about it on Fox or CNN or MSNBC, uh, or may- maybe we are. I don't know. I just, it, anything helps to get the message out because people are in a state of denial, even conservatives who voted for Donald Trump or voted for other conservatives who should have won this last election cycle. Even they're in a state of denial because they don't want want to be labeled a kook. I don't know how to get that message out except on an individual basis. But if there's some uh, chinks in their armor that are starting to show, then that's a good thing. You know, let's just promote that as much as we can and use that against our enemies. Yep, we the people need to work with the county sheriff of America's last hope, and that's why Sheriff Mack and I had sitting sheriff or currently elected Sheriff Bob Songer from Klickatek County, Washington, with us second hour yesterday on the radio and we talked about guns and we talked about guns helped two brave women stop two violent 
criminals. Yeah, why I fight daily for rights of law-abiding citizens to own firearms, ladies and gentlemen. Peter Labera brought the piece forward, but I guess two brave women had guns. One of them, she was sitting in a store, and the thug came in uh, with a gun, and he pointed the gun at her, and she just smiled and pulled her gun up, <laughs> and he ran. He yeah. left. He took off. So yeah. that gun, just so you know, is not an assault weapon. It was a, it was a rob-me-not because, see, she didn't get robbed, Chris. She didn't yeah. get robbed at all. Yeah, the very, that was a happy ending to that story. Who, who knows what may have Then a 67-year-old woman was in her house, and some thug came in with a gun, and she brought out her own gun and shot the sucker. Well, that's even a better ending. <laughs> I like yeah, that that's called a because... that's called a rape me not or or beat me not or whatever you want to call those things. In that case, that's what those weapons uh, are called. I just thought I'd yeah. bring that to your attention. We also talked about Sheriff Bob Songer's letter from Washington State Sheriff's Association. They're not going along with gun control, Chris. They're not doing it in their counties. Good. What do you say to that? Yeah. Well, God bless uh, Bob Songer's. Good man. Uh, unfortunately, there are few and far between of those types of sheriffs in our land because they genuflect yes. to the federal government. They genuflect to the state governments. They're elected. They're accountable to the people who elected them, as you have often pointed out, you and Richard Mack both. And um, that's who they're accountable to, the people that elected them. They don't, now, they don't Chris, need to here's genuflect. What's interesting. There's more and more and more sheriffs, though, joining our ranks by the dozens every day. I mean, look, in Illinois, by the way, we're going to Illinois to do some training on March the 4th, by the way. But in Illinois, there's 102 sheriffs in the state, 102 county sheriffs. Ninety of them agree with us on gun control and are absolutely standing against Governor Pritzker. Yes, good for them. Wow, that's critical mass, Sam. Now we're making progress. Yeah, yeah, and, and the I think there's only like 52 counties or something total in Washington. 38 of them are saying no. Really? In Washington County? No, Washington State. In Washington State. I'm sorry. Yeah, yes, Washington State. Yeah. Well, good. Now, yeah, they're probably on the east side. The other inter- They're probably <laughs> the ones on the east side that want to join Idaho. In, That's you know, right, the, the one, along with Oregon that want to join Idaho. Now, the other interesting thing about this that you ought to know, folks, is, look, the CSPOA got our start by standing against gun control and going to the Supreme Court and winning, by the way. That's how we got our start at the CSPOA. And I should have you know, gun control has come up every so often. We've had as many as 600 sheriffs join us all at once and say no to gun control. At one point a few years ago, 28 out of 29 sheriffs in the state of Utah said no to gun control. So, folks, look, the sheriffs are drawing the line and starting to stand up and say, you know what? Federal government, bureaucrats, at the profet- you have crossed the line. You don't have authority. We're not doing this. We're not going along with your shenanigans any longer. So, anyway, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it sounds like we're making progress on that front, Sam. I'm happy to hear about it. I hope that's not just a short-lived uh, trend. I hope that they, they stand their ground because we certainly need them. Yep, but it only takes one, as you know, Sheriff Richard Mack went all the way to the Supreme Court and beat and stopped Bill Clinton. So, hey, you know what? The Lord doesn't need massive forces, per se. Uh, And I use forces loosely. I'm talking about people who stand for what is right. I don't mean military force or anything like that. Um, Don't twist my words, all you thugs that that have every attempt to change everything that I say into somehow uh, some kind of violent rhetoric that's never been true on this broadcast, never has been and never will be true. 
Uh, but anyway, now I find uh, shame on Kevin McCarthy. So Kevin McCarthy <laughs> promised he was going to release all the January 6th footage so that we could get to the bottom of it. Why it took so long in the first place is beyond me. But finally, they say January 6th surveillance video is being released. But they're going to release it to Tucker Carlson's crew, who's been given access to, they say, 41,000 hours. Bob WND.com. Okay, now I appreciate that they're releasing it to somebody. But in the first place, Kevin made it sound like that all of us could look through it. All of us could dig in and find. Now it's being released to only Fox and Tucker. I'm not hmm. against they- Tucker, but you know what? Shame on them. What have they got to hide? Now they're in spin protection mode. Yeah. Why can't we all see it, Kevin? Shame on you. And in my opinion, it only takes one vote to get the speakership in question again. Why isn't anybody standing up now? This is a sham, Chris. Yeah, we'll see if that, that one vote and you're out uh, rule applies in this situation. We'll see if one person has enough courage to say, wait a minute. No, this is nobody's saying right. anything about it. Dang. Well, I mean, See, and, a, a and I don't trust I don't trust Tucker and I don't trust Fox. And let me tell you why. That's not an assault against Tucker. I don't trust any singular person with that kind of control because the amount of pressure they're going to get to manipulate, to only report part of, to ignore certain things, that pressure is too great. Release it to everyone. In fact, we the people paid for the equipment and we the people own the recordings, Chris. Yes with our tax dollars that's absolutely right so yeah what are they trying to hide why not just release it to the general public is the question that i would pose i don't care how good a a commentator tucker carlson is i mean as a carlson i obviously take pride in that just kidding but um yeah i they're 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 hiding something uh you know the the best disinfectant is uh open daylight and uh what, what well, you know, they're hiding something. There's, there's no question about it. Yeah, he, he, he reneged on his promise to the American people that he would release the January 6th documents. Yeah, now he's claiming success and claiming that he released it and kept his promise. And see, that's where I think the sham begins. Because no one yeah. would have been happy about this if he said, oh, yeah, I'm going to release it to a chosen inside mainstream press news organization. And they're the only ones that are going to see it. It reminds me back in the days before the Bible was mass printed where the elites and the religious leaders and the government bureaucrats and kings and would be like, look, Chris, <clears throat> I've got the religious manuscripts from God. Let me go ahead and tell you what they say, Chris. Let me, oh, let me interpret. Yeah. Let me. Okay. Yes. It's the same kind of deal. They want to tell us what happened or what footage or release, whatever they think or deem uh, acceptable or appropriate for consumption by you and me see i don't want those gatekeepers like they did back in the days of the bible once the bible was published in mass we could all think for ourselves and understand it for ourselves and the game changed that's how we eventually started battling for our rights is understanding biblical liberties and understanding that god had a different plan for his people okay the same thing's true here why are we trying to have the gatekeepers control it yep no, we don't need gatekeepers. We are a free nation. We should be free. Uh, if information is dangerous, then it's the tyrants that uh, we should be concerned about, not the people that are trying now, to Let me be very us. clear of who has rolled out more on this than anybody. Fox has done virtually nothing about January 6th, hardly. I mean, Tucker's done a little bit, and I commend him. But the real people that have done the most on January 6th of anybody is the Epic Times. 
The government rolled out their narrative and had their clown show. But then the Epic Times did an incredible video showing the dereliction of duty on many members of government on the absolute assault by other members of government on we the people. The only buddy that's the only group that's documented in detail is the Epic Times. My buddy Josh Phillip and others. Why not let the Epic Times have a stack at this thing? Why only Tucker and Fox? I'm telling you right now, folks, you've been had. It's a sham. Shame on Kevin. That's a recap of yesterday's show. Available at LibertyRoundtable.com and LovingLiberty.net and Brideon.tv. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. After two years of the border crisis has seen millions of immigrants enter the United States illegally and the Biden administration allowing them to stay in country, putting the massive financial burden on the American people, the administration announced this week a plan to limit who can qualify for asylum. Illegal immigrants who move through another country on the way and don't first apply for asylum in that country will be ineligible to enter the United States. The Trump administration in 2019 successfully used this policy known as the transit ban. Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott says another massive group is preparing to hit the border soon. We have information about uh, people who are in Central America right now making their way uh, toward the border. Two weeks after a catastrophic train derailment unleashed toxic materials on a small village of East Palestine, Ohio, some local residents say they are being ignored by the government and are crying for help. Former President Trump plans to visit the Ohio town today. Pennsylvania state lawmakers will scrutinize Norfolk Southern during a hearing tomorrow in Beaver County. And environmental advocate Aaron Brockovich will host a town hall Friday in East Palestine. Americans are willing to pay subscription fees for streaming services, pet food, even some shopping sites. But will you pay monthly to eat out? Well, many chain and neighborhood restaurants alike are betting you would do the same for your favorite meals. Some chains like P.F. Chang's and Panera are already experimenting with a subscription model as a way to ensure a steady stream of revenue and customers. Under a monthly fee-based model, some restaurants will offer unlimited drinks or free delivery. Others will bring out your favorite appetizer every time you visit. Subscription services, by the way, are on an upswing nationwide, with the average American having 6.7 subscriptions in 2022. That's up from just 4.2 in 2019. I'm John Schaefer. This is USA News. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. <laughs> Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. Do you have a story to tell? Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network handles everything. If you have a print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, call Audiobook Network now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-734-1229. 800-734-1229.
begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, live and on your radio, it's Chris Carlson and Sam Bushman breaking it down just for you. So shame on Kevin McCarthy to release it only to Tucker Carlson. And I don't know what Tucker's going to do. He's going to dig into it and I'm sure be manipulated and everything else. Why not release it to the public, Kevin? What are you afraid of, sir? But I got another idea. See, if it was only released to me, Sam Bushman, I would be against it also. See, we don't need one person to be the gatekeeper and the controller of of the information. And if I was the one, if Kevin released it to me, I would just turn around and release it to the nation and release it to everybody. I'd say, hey, guys, I need all the media's help on this thing. And here it all is. Now, if they wanted to contractually tie me, say, Sam, we'll release it to you on condition that you don't release it to anybody else in, in its entirety or whatever, I would then blow the whistle on that publicly and say, listen, they tried to get me to be the gatekeeper of this thing, and I ain't doing it. So shame on Kevin, and uh, to some degree, shame on Tucker. I don't know yet at this point what Tucker's going to do, so I can't really say too much shame on Tucker. But I'm just saying I want Tucker to speak out nobly, boldly, independently. This isn't the way it's supposed to work, people. Why does Kevin, a single person, get to choose the single media outlet to release this information to? How fair, open, transparent, accountable is that, Chris? It's not at all. And shame on Tucker, like you said. Uh, if if I were Tucker, I would say, yeah, hand it over. I'll do with it as I feel necessary. And then I would proceed to release it to the general public, just as you stated. And if the establishment wants to get all up in arms about it, great. That'll be perfect for our cause. We want that reaction. Then the people will say, okay, they do have something to hide in these documents. So, but he won't do it. This is documents, but this is hours of video as well, proving that cops literally intentionally invited people into the Capitol, uh, proving that the government was literally um, creating incendiary devices and lobbying them at the public and stuff. The government was literally in a soft war with the public here. None of that side has been told. This is video proving all this, Chris. Yeah, the Epic Times uh, demonstrated. I, you and I, we we both watched those videos, and uh, it, if the general public was able to have access through Tucker Carlson, you know, he's a very high-profile figure. Many conservatives trust him, probably a little too much. We'll see how trustworthy he's going to be here. But um, yeah, l- release those documents. Just show the people because I got a feeling that he's just going to release those that don't do not. Uh, damage the reputation of the government too often. Well, and what he's going to do is he's going to release enough of them to get us incensed, enough of them for us to wring our hands and go, golly, ain't that horrible, but not enough to criminally prosecute, Chris. Yes, yes. See, that's the fear I have. And then Tucker Carlson is going to come out looking like a hero when, in fact, he's just, like you said, he's a gatekeeper. We don't need gatekeepers. Uh, You know, if the media wants to be a gatekeeper, then just be a disseminator of information more than uh, a procurator of information. This is not a museum. We're not in a museum. All right, I'll give you another example to uh, to illustrate this point, Chris, that you need to know. I don't know if you know, but a Georgia grand jury just recommended indictments against multiple people on various charges after concluding its eighth-month-long investigation into election fraud, including 
or involving Donald Trump. The panel's four-person, or that's kind of the leader of the grand jury there, Emily Kors, I think is how you say her name, declined to name any of those who were referred for charges, including whether Trump was among them. Okay? So at one hand, they go, wow, we have this big eight-month investigation on the people's time. Now we're going to come out and say, yeah, we recommended some indictments, but none of the details are forthcoming. We don't know who, what, where, or anything like that. Now, if you're against Trump, you say, oh, Trump lost big on this. Now there's indictments. Some are saying, well, the indictments are going to come down. Donald's going to go to jail. Uh, Others are saying, no, Donald won. So listen to this. The special grand jury, part of the investigation into whether Trump interfered into the 2020 presidential elections has published, quote, part of its report. The report determined that there was no widespread fraud in the 2020 election and encouraged the prosecution of witnesses who are suspected of perjury. So what I find fascinating about this is both sides are declaring victory. They had an eight-month investigation, and at the end of the day, we the people know nothing except for both sides are claiming, wow, we got this. There's indictments. It's probably against Trump, but we're not naming who. Others are going, no, it means there was no widespread uh, election interference. Neither situation does any good for the people. There's no transparency or accountability. See, this is what I'm talking about, Chris. Yeah, so this is that's why I have often referred to Washington D.C. as Hollywood East, Sam. It is all so staged and so stage directed. It it's just it's a it's it's I guess it's acting for people that are less attractive. <laughs> you if, if you're not attractive and you you know you want to make a lot of money and and be worshipped into the bargain, then go to Washington D.C. If you're attractive, then go to Hollywood and you'll get a job there. So either way, you're just an actor, and everything is stage directed and is designed to do exactly what it's doing, Sam, to divide us along political lines. And I refuse. You know, to be a part of that deception. So, yeah, it, they purposely delete information that might clarify what actually happened, and they make it intentionally vague so that we continue to argue and bicker and to speculate and to just grasp at straws. And it gets us nowhere. It gets us nowhere at all, Sam. See, but I think they should all be sued over this by both sides. And I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. If I'm Donald Trump right now, and you know for sure if I'm not being indicted or if I am, you know what? You need to clearly make that known to the people. All right. Uh, there's no yeah. it damages Donald's reputation, for example, if he's not being indicted to make people feel like he very well could be. He might be. We're not saying who is, who's not. We're going to basically leave this vague. We're going to it damages Donald's reputation and Donald's character, Donald's businesses. If he's not being indicted to think that he is or if he is to leave speculation that he may not be has problems and so i think all these people that are involved in this or that might have handed down indictments uh people who testified etc i think they all ought to do a class action lawsuit and say shame on you if you have the answers deliver them if you say well we can't deliver them yet we got to talk to the individuals first or whatever then do that before releasing your report we've already waited eight months for your report but right now what you're doing is playing games casting casting dispersions on many people for maybe no cause uh, but you're manipulating the public's mind. On one hand, 
everybody plays victory here. The anti-Trumpers are going, yeah, we won. There's indictments coming down. You wait to see who they are. And then the guys that defend the Donald, the always Trumpers versus the never Trumpers, the always Trumpers are going, yeah, you know what? We won big. They said there's no real mass coordinated conspiracy on this thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> they determined there was uh, no widespread fraud here. See, what a disgrace on all counts. I think they ought to be sued for this. Get your act together and release facts, not speculation, innuendo, and assertions that don't have any uh, details fleshing them out for real uh, you know, accountability and transparently, or transparency. Shame on these criminals. Yeah. Yeah, they always keep us guessing. And, you know, we're always just one step away from a great victory, right, Sam? And, you know, um, the last one, it didn't quite pan out the way we wanted it to. But just just wait. Just you wait. This next one will be a huge victory. We'll get our country back on a firm constitutional footing, and we'll live happily ever after. And it never, ever seems to materialize, Sam. You're right. Now, all those— all those folks said, hey, wait, Donald's going to use the military to take back our country. This is happening. That's happening. I never believed it. I never supported it because I don't believe the military is the way to restore the republic anyway. Nevertheless, now Donald Trump is either showing his true colors as a deep state operative or his complete ignorance. Don't know which at this point. I suspect the former. But here's the headline, Chris. Trump says he's now warming to the idea of his campaign pushing for mail-in balloting and early voting. Why, he says, because Republicans have to play the game. Yeah, Trump said that he's now embracing vote by mail and more early voting campaigns ahead of the 2024 contest. You know what? I don't care if he's ignorant or part of the deep state, but shame on him. What the heck is he talking about? Just because there's criminals everywhere, let's join the criminals? If you can't beat them, join them? I mean, this guy is off his rock crazy. He wanted to yeet the Constitution several weeks ago. Now he wants to betray his stance on voting? What the heck is up with this guy, Chris? Well, you know, and it's it's amazing that one individual can be that ignorant, but you know what's even more amazing, Sam? The fact that his supporters continue to support him in spite of evidence to the contrary that he is not a constitutionalist. That's what's amazing. Donald, hey, Donald, if you want to talk about this on air and justify yourself or have a debate about this, I'll pay for it. I know you're kind of, you know, you don't have as much money as you used to have, you know. I can help you with the cash. We'll cover it. We'll pay for it on the radio. Join us. My friend will talk about it, huh? You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? in churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. 
Former Sheriff Richard Mack recounts in his book the proper role of law enforcement, how he came to realize while working as a beat cop how wrong the all-too-common orientation of police officers is when they think of their job as being to write tickets and arrest people. Richard Mack tells of his personal transformation from by-the-number cop to constitution-conscious defender of citizen safety and freedoms. Learn what it really means to serve and protect. Purchase your copy at CSPOA.org. That's CSPOA.org. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an Immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Yeah, so whacked out. I don't know what you want to say. Donald Trump now, he's now embracing vote by mail and early voting. He said we got to play a game. So that means you got to jump into the criminal enterprise and commit vote fraud yourself to win. Is that what you're saying, Donald? Either way, shame on you, sir. Why don't you hold the line for integrity and accountability? I don't understand it, Chris. Well, you know, that reminds me of Mitt Romney. I believe Mitt Romney won the 2008 election. Uh, or was it the 2012? Yeah, the 2012 election. But even he denied that there was any voter irregularities, which were pretty obvious at the time. Uh, so these these people they have to be deep staters. I mean, you 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 believe that he's a deep stater. Uh, I think there's a mountain of evidence. I called him out as a deep stater before he was even elected, Sam. They're just too much because one human being can't be that dumb. And Donald Trump is not dumb. He's very clever. He's very intelligent. He may not be wise. He's I don't think he's good, uh, but he he's not dumb. That's one thing that he is not. So the people following him, however, I would classify them as being pretty dumb. Well, you're right about that. And and the problem that I have with Donald is why would you ever, and, and I don't understand this, if whether you are a, you know, a deep stater or whether you're just you know not very smart or whether you just want to win so bad, your judgment's clouded, I don't know. But why would you ever say, let's just get rid of the Constitution? Okay, you swore an yeah. oath to it for four years. Now you're trying to get me to allow you to swear an oath again to it by electing you, and you want to get rid of that document that, that, that relates to your whole oath of office? Okay, that's number one. Then number two, why would you ever say, hey, these people are early voting, they're doing mail balloting, it's all fraud, and then later you come back and say, hey, I'm going to endorse this. we got to play their game. we got to commit fraud too. Let's just see who's the best fraudster. What I don't understand how you could ever, ever have that kind of understanding, Chris. What kind of morals do you have at the at the end of that road? I think they're pushing the envelope to see how far and how uh, deceived the American people can be. And so far, so good for the side of uh, the deceivers, because the American people, at least on my end, aren't picking up on it. Um, and it's very sad because we're the last great hope. I mean, we, we should be in the majority, the people that really want to see this 
nation preserved. Yet we're going right along. We, we've uh, in, invested ourselves so emotionally, Sam. It's like I'll give you an example. Like there, I'm a I'm a fan of uh, BYU basketball, and about 12 years ago, they had a guy on their team that was a dirty player. Everybody knew it, but nobody spoke out against it because he was our dirty player, and we had to support him. You know, good or evil, right or wrong. And I think people have gotten that way about Trump. They they feel that he's our last great hope, and it doesn't matter how he deviates here or he is inaccurate on constitutional principles there. You know, for the most part, we, we have to stick with him because there's no other person out there that can take this place. And I disagree with that 1,000%. I think people are deceiving themselves. Well, I think you're right. I think your example is very good, but there's a conservative author and businessman. I don't even know how to say this guy's name. He's certainly not a household name to me, I'll tell you that. His name is Vivek Romas... Romas... Wami? Romas Wami? He announced on Tuesday that he's running for president in the 2024 race. Do you know who this guy is? Never heard of him, Sam. He sounds like maybe from India, Pakistan. I'm just guessing. I don't know. I don't know. But I look at this and I just go, what the heck? Who is this guy? Right? What's yeah. up with this guy? And after trying sexism, now liberals are deploying racist conspiracy theories against Nikki Haley. Now, I'm not a fan of Nikki. I think she's a deep stater, too. Okay? But now yeah. she's running. And now you have this Vivek Romasawi, however you say his name, He's running, and I just think, wow, uh, they really want us to believe there's no choices, huh, Chris? <laughs> These people. <laughs> right, yeah, the people they're putting forward. Um, I'll, I'll probably vote uh, for the candidate that runs under the Constitution Party this year, although I don't know if that's been announced yet. I but, love, uh, by the way, the uh, Constitution Party. My only issue with them is they don't come out with their person soon enough. They always wait yeah. so late to make a difference, right? Yeah, I mean, now, they don't this, get named. Go ahead. This weird guy, this Womaskamy guy, he was born August 9th, 1985. He's 37 years old. Okay. Born in Cincinnati, Ohio, United States. Okay. He went to Harvard, Yale. He's a co- uh, co-founder and chairman of Strive Asset management. He's a Republican in the political party. A spouse, I don't know how to say her name. Apoorva Turari. He has two children. Uh, let's see. He's an author. He founded a biopharmaceutical company before he got into this asset management stuff. It's called Royman Sciences. He's the author of a book called Woke Inc. Inside Corporate America's Social Justice Scam, which was published in August 2021. I guess um, yeah. he's been involved in investment firms, technology companies, companies, pharmaceutical companies. He's been writing and speaking out against stakeholder capitalism, 
big tech censorship and critical race theory. Now, he was dubbed the CEO of Anti-Woke in his New Yorker profile. He's been described as one of the intellectual godfathers of the anti-woke movement. And he stands for a common-sense populist approach. He's now a candidate for the president of the United States in the 24 election. He announced his decision on Tucker Carlson. Speaking of friends in high places, I can't even get a hold of Tucker, but this guy just got a hold of him no problem. Um, his parents immigrated from Vatican country. What country? Uh, anyway, a bunch of names, but India is the bottom line. Oh, India. they say okay. Vatican country, Polak kid, Corolla, India. Yeah. Now, okay. I guess he's an American citizen. Now, uh, I don't really understand. But he argues that American capitalist-style system provides an anecdote to the caste system in India. Okay. Now, it just goes on and on. In high school, he was class valedictorian. He was a tennis player, an accomplished pianist. And in 2007... He graduated from Harvard College. Yeah, that's a red flag as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So anyway, his thesis was awarded the prize for natural sciences. Anyway, it goes on. But this is interesting to me. And I don't mean to be offensive with this comment. Everybody who thinks I'm a white supremacist will take this to the bank. Have fun. Because I don't care what you think. But I will say this. How come these Indian people... And these people that are um, first-generation Americans, Nikki Haley, this guy, how come they all somehow have charmed lives? They come here, they go to the best colleges, they graduate, they just find themselves at the top of the country circles. But yet Americans who have been here for their lifetimes, Americans who have been, can't get that done, but somehow these charmed, bring your huddled masses, they come broke, and their parents are working in menial jobs to try to learn the language and convert to American beliefs. and and But, man, these people are just launched to the top of the ticket. Barack Obama's an example. Nikki Haley's an example. Now, this guy, I can't even pronounce his name, is an example. How does this always happen, Chris? That's a very good question, and most people would probably just shrug their shoulders and say, well, if he or she's a good American, it doesn't matter. And I think it does in this sense, and I agree with you, Sam. They're trying to change the complexion of this nation. They're trying to – it's an attack on white America. And as racist as that may sound, uh, I'm going to I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree with uh, Dames Edwards, uh, Eddie the Bombardier Miller. They are literally trying to, to replace the white population of this country with those from third world countries. Because even though it may sound racist, Sam, they know that people from third world countries have a greater propensity and they gravitate towards socialism more. And eventually that's where they want to go with this. So they're trying to change the complexion. They're trying to make America out to be this multicultural nation, which is great. There are many wonderful people from foreign countries, my wife being one of them. She's from Peru. 
can't speak out against people just because they're born in a third world underdeveloped country. What I do want to speak against is this intentional targeting of red, white, and blue traditional northern European extraction white people. Why is it that there's such? It seems like there's such an attack on them. So there is an agenda, and that's what it is because they Ramis, know that the. Go ahead. Ramis Whammy is this guy's name. Vivek Ramis. Okay, and I look at it. And I'm yeah. not against him. I'm not against his race. I'm not against his color. I'm not against his his origins or his country or his ethnicity or anything. But what I'm saying is, how do these people come so broke? Look at Ted Cruz to make another point. I can keep going on. Look at Rubio for another point. You know, all these people, you know, somehow their parents come here. They flee communist regimes. And wow, magically, their children are just rock stars. Attorneys, doctors, owners, owners of pharmaceutical companies, super wealthy leaders of the gone to the best schools, the best. I just don't see how it all happens over and over and over again. And when you look at the amount of people this has happened to. Again, you start to say this cannot be by accident or coincidence or just that they're smart or good people. If that was all there was to it, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But the problem that I have with it is somehow these people launch to the front of the line every time. Okay, look at Nikki Haley, another great example. She's like, I'm as American as apple pie. Really? Yes. I mean, maybe she grew up here. Maybe this other guy grew up here. Okay, but look. They recently came. They have a very short immigration story. How did they just become rock stars and get put at the front of the line? You got that and the Donald are the only three that have announced they're running at this point, right? Um, And then you've got Biden, who has not really announced but has hinted strongly. You got Kamala Harris, another strange example. Communist roots and family, black allegations. She slept her way to the top. Now you got her to contend with. You got this guy that's supposedly just an average Joe worker in Scranton. Joe Biden ends up at the top. How does this stuff happen, people? Anyway, what a shame that is. Hour one in the can. Two coming back. Chris Carlson will be with me. Who the heck do you think you are? I'll tell you the details in seconds. Hour one in the can. Two coming up. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Donate liberally. We need every penny to grow our presence in the media. Please give us the support. But we could use every bit of it. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. America.